0: We're glad you're here today. We had a great day yesterday. We had a uh, Stratagos International and this is one of their spokesmen right here.
1: <laughs> Lord help us.
0: Sonny, by hey, bye early. Who's, who's
1: happy to be in the house of God today? <laughs> Let's give him a hand. Hey, I want to thank Batesville, Arkansas for allowing me to come into your hearts and in your families. You guys know hospitality like no other community I've been in.
0: Yes.
1: Not just the church, but your whole town. And I'm sorry, Tammy, but I'm running away from your healthy food while I'm here. We got Fred's Fish House last night, and we're going to Popeye's today. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We'll get back on track. My wife is a nurse. She tries to throw that healthy food at me once in a while, too, and I feel like a rabbit. Thank you. I, I am blessed just by y'all's presence. If the Spirit isn't alive in Batesville, Arkansas, I'm blind. Because I told my wife after the first service, I am so full of the Spirit. Man, is this church a church of believers. Wow! You want to talk about Striding? politics?
0: Oh, we want to talk about, you know... Uh, we had 151 people here yesterday Amen. for our, our Stratagos uh, meeting. Uh, it's uh, intruder awareness and we That's learned smart. about how to, uh, how to recognize criminal behavior. So don't act like a criminal, you'll, be, you'll get detected. All of our guys know how to do that. I wanna brag on our security team. Amen. They just did such a great Amen. job yesterday. Riverside Conoco uh, uh, supplied our, our food for us. Thank, so you. Had a, Thank you. We had uh, we had over 200 sandwiches here and a bu- some of those devil cookies. I mean, they are
1: yeah.
0: kind of like we had at Christmas. We had a great time. And uh, there seems to be, you know, there's a lot of people that think that that security is an unnecessary thing. Uh, I think since the shooting in was it in fort Worth area yeah, yeah. Uh, at the Church of Christ, I think it, it again raised awareness there was a a shooter that got in there with a sawed off shotgun and in three seconds killed two people before right. the fourth second when he was taken out and if that uh if that trained uh, security uh, person uh, had not been there, there would have been dozens of people that would have been killed. I mean, you, you imagine double-aught buckshot, just boom. How many people would that take out one shot? And if, if I don't know if you saw the video, the first guy that he shot went down. Yes, I mean, he just, I bet he was gone by the time he hit the floor and
1: uh right after
0: that one of our politicians i won't say his name uh his initials are jb but (laughs) he made the statement that we do not need guns in houses of worship that it's a shame that there are guns in houses of worship
1: all right i can't do it no more okay go (laughs) (coughs) he got to meet me a couple times over the last two weeks but really formally yesterday and I shared my heart with him I've got ADHD and he's trying to shackle me to that chair he's
0: worse than Jason Ramsey he
1: is trying to shackle me to that chair but I want a question posed to to the church how much is your life worth how much is the life of your husband or wife how much is the life of your child worth tell me is it worth more than that politician's life? No! My life is important to him. Our lives are important to him. No politician's gonna tell me that my life is less important than his when he goes, if he goes, to a house of worship. He's got people guarding him day and night. So he's gonna tell me that that guns don't need to be in church? You come here to worship. You come here to learn. You come here to get comfort. Am I right, church? So why should you worry about your safety in the house of God? Are we planning for the worst? Maybe. But I want it to where you guys come and worship in peace and don't have to worry about it. Matthew 10, 16 says, Behold, I will send you out amongst the sheep uh, as uh, amongst the wolves as sheep what's that telling you this world is dangerous there's criminals out there the wolf is on the prowl he says see danger take refuge where can we take refuge if we can't take it right here in the house of god that's why your security team their ministry and I said that their ministry is to protect The flock. God commissioned them when he called them to be a part of something that's bigger than them. In Matthew it says, no greater is he that will lay down his life for another. If he's not telling us we need protection, what's he telling us? Am I right, church? Blessed are the peacemakers. They're a part of that. They're a part of that. Trust in them. Do you know, I'm going to tell you what trust is. I've carried a gun as a professional police officer for 23 years. I have no gun on. I trust your security team. I trust them to protect me. You should, too. Let me tell you, the devotion to that team that I saw yesterday, I... I wanted to recruit all of them and take them back to home, to my church.
0: No, no.
1: I got a sign-up roster here, guys. I got a sign-up roster. But I'm not going to listen to some politician tell me that I can't be safe in church. Now, if you're that concealed carry person, I love you. But let's let's not confuse what our job as a concealed carry person is over a security team, right? When you come into this church and you're carrying a concealed weapon and devastation presents itself and you take care of business, thank you, Jesus. But my security teams across the nation may not know that you're the good guy. They just see that gun. But my security guys, they know who each other are, so they're not going to go blue on blue. Just like cops aren't going to shoot cops because we can recognize them. Let's allow them to... Keep you safe while you're here. You trust in law enforcement, and I'm telling you from a cop's perspective, I trust in them. I trust in them with all of my heart. Are we showing a lack of faith for preparing? Why do you wear your seatbelts? Simple question, right? Why do you look both ways before you cross the street? Why do you tell your kids not to talk to strangers? are you showing a lack of faith by doing those things then I don't believe we are either we were commissioned by the high powerful God to protect his flock come on when I come in to worship with believers family church I wanna know I'm safe I wanna know I'm safe
0: you know the Bible says that Satan goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour yeah. that, that, that is spiritually but, you know, sometimes the spiritual gets into the flesh. You know, the, the enemy always starts with an attack against the mind. Uh, we didn't advertise this incident that happened a few, uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, but we had a threat. The, the sheriff let us know when we were having our Christmas play that there was a threat. That somebody that lives close to here had made the statement that, he, he was upset at police and churches mm-hmm. and that he mentioned that we were having a Christmas play here. So he let us know, hey, you think we was on high alert here? You were safe. You were Amen. safe. Amen. The enemy, now, we don't hate that person. Amen. We don't hate that person. But we were on guard for that person because sometimes the enemy attacks people's minds and gets them in a, in a position because he, he's easy prey because he's offended about something. Amen. And the enemy will put seeds in his mind. That's the enemy devouring him and causing him to want to cause harm to, to other people. So we have to be aware of that. Amen. And this is, this is one of the reasons that we have a, it's not a no-gun policy here. It's an approved gun policy here. We don't want you to carry not even all of our safety team carries. They have to qualify. And we have a person that is uh, that is federally qualified and he takes them through that program where they have to qualify before, they, uh, before they're able to carry. If something happens in here, we want to know that that person who pulls the gun to protect you knows what he's doing and how to do it in order that nobody else gets hurt. We don't want friendly, casualties in here.
1: Hey, you know something that 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 impresses me the most is I didn't ask to be a part of Stratagos. Stratagos asked me to be a part of them because they are a group of Christian soldiers. I trained them. I've been a firearms instructor for for the last 10 years. I've trained civilians, military and police officers for, for 10 years and i was training their christian protectors who are coming out in the world being instructors like i was yesterday and i had no clue who they were but i shared my heart with them because if i can spread the word of god and the love of christ i'm going to do it i'm going to spread it to every person i talk to i know there's a lot of you that don't know me but when you walk into my life i shake your hand or give you a hug and then strategos asked me to be a part of them And now they've asked Brotherhood Mutual to be a part of the team as well. And they were here in attendance yesterday too. You know what? He didn't try to sell anything because we're not in the business to sell you anything. We're in the business to save lives. I'm going to save your life here on earth and he's going to save your life for eternity.
0: And our our insurance agent was here yesterday. Amen. Our insurance is with Brotherhood Mutual, and they talked to us about policies and procedures that you need to have in place to protect yourself legally. Uh, If if, if an incident happens here, every person on our safety team is covered. Is covered. The church is covered and the safety team is covered.
1: That should give a a huge shout out to those insurance companies like like James Green that's doing that. I'm a true believer in in Brotherhood Mutual's insurance, not only because they're endorsed by us and, and and we endorse them, but it's because they don't just protect the church, they protect the protectors, they protect the congregation. They want a safe worship environment. He was up here... Just speaking God. He was up here speaking biblical truth. He was up here quoting scripture on why we should be doing this. And he was melting my heart. Every time we get together, he melts my heart because of his love for Jesus. Man, you don't understand how big this church is. I'm not talking about the walls of this building. I'm talking about the walls of believers. And every time I get to meet a group of people, especially in the classes, I am overwhelmed with joy. God lifts me up, and, and, and I praise Him for it because of all of the, 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 the people who are, are, are lifting up the world, because we're not laying down to passivity anymore. Christians are not going to be offended, and we don't care if we offend you with our faith. I got an injury a few years back, and I taught public education in seventh grade. Anybody got some pubescent teenagers in the house? Come on, you know what I'm getting ready to say. But you know what? When they came into my life, just like y'all did, I told them, I don't care who your parents are. I don't care how much money they do or don't make. I don't care about all that. You're on an equal playing field with me. I'm going to love you like Jesus loves you. I'm going to love you, and I'm going to show you the way. Not just in geography, but in the way of the Bible. If they fired me, I don't care. They tell us we can't spread the word in, in public schools, I don't care. If they told me in, in my job that, that you can't talk about God, I'll find another job. Because I get no greater joy and filled with the Holy Spirit than I do with Stratagos, a, a, a group of Christian soldiers coming around talking to congregations like you. Some of the greatest people I've ever met. That are hungry for God. Hungry for God. And I'm going to tell you what Jesus done for me. Jesus showed me the value of a child. They're not on an equal playing field with you and I. They're held to a higher standard at a higher level. And and he held them there because of their pure hearts. And we should be doing the same things. We should be doing everything we can to make that successful for them, getting them into church, showing them a safe church environment. If they can't come in and feel safe because Mama and Daddy don't feel safe, where are they going to go? They're not going to be in this church. They're not going to be in the church down the street. So if we don't have security in our church, how can we feel safe? When they go to that nursery, there's cameras in there. Yes. There's cameras all over this church. One guy can watch 13 different locations for your safety, to keep criminal activities out. But let me tell you what would devastate your life, an allegation. So if you're blessed with loving kids like I am and you're working in the nursery or the team group or in between and you get an allegation against you, Brother Dave can go in there with his security team and look at that video and disprove it. So it's just as much for your safety inside against allegation as it is against criminals coming in stealing your, your stuff or causing havoc on your life. What your church is doing is amazing. It's one of the best I've been in in the last two years. Amen. You know, come on, bring it up. Something that I hold our church to a standard is is Hebrews 13 17 it says obey your leader and submit to them so that they can keep watch over your souls what a message God's given us let them protect you so you can come in here and get comfort and you can get some repair how many of us in here have felt the storm how many of us in here have walked through that valley how many of y'all felt like you wanted to be like Peter but you were too scared Me, how many of y'all seen that mountain and didn't think you could climb it? And you might not be able to alone. Let me tell you, there's joy in that. I'm not going to get too far ahead of us.
0: (laughs) I got a rope on his leg. I failed to. (laughs) Uh, How important is it that we train? Well... In my 23 years of life,
1: I learned how important training was. Church, can I tell you a a short synopsis about my life? Would would you allow me to do that? In 23 years, when when I got off of that training to be a police officer, I immediately went to work on the streets. I did a short FTO program. I saw devastation from the first day I walked out into that patrol car. I saw lives being ruined. I saw things that most of you don't know is out there. I saw the evils that that society has. I'll tell you, I've been beat up. I've been stabbed. I've been ran over by cars. I've been shot. And I've done that because God gave me the authority to do that. I've seen the things in life that you don't need to see. It's devastating out there how society has gotten. Drugs have have infested our communities. And it's affected lives right here in your church. Right here in your community. Right here in your state. And I plan on... February 25th, registering in my county because I think God is aligning powerful, faith-driven men and women across our nation to take back this land. It starts in your church, goes into your cities and in your counties, it goes into your states, and it should overpower the entire country. But I'm going to run for sheriff so that way I can take back our community. I can stamp out that drug Trade. I can start giving back to the families of my community as well as I give back to y'all. I'm not stopping what I'm doing. I'm just going to give harder in my county. And I am going to make the difference. I'm going to be the disciple of Christ in an organization that they say I can't be. The President of the United States Love him or hate him, it's the only president who's ever went to the wall and prayed. That speaks power. He may not always say the right thing, and he may always tweet the wrong thing, but let me tell you, I believe God is using him, and he may not even know it. He uses me. The difference is I know it. I glorify him each and every day for the good that he's done in my life. I was born a sinner. I've committed sin. I've been in the valley and I've seen the darkness. But you know what? Whenever I prayed for a Christian woman, he gave me the most beautiful thing on earth. And she's my rock. She's the one that keeps me like a fish on the center line. When I step out, because I was a roughneck cop, my mouth wasn't always clean. I didn't always make the right decision, but she always reels me in. She has a ministry all herself. I married up, she married down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. So we do, our, our team needs to continue to train.
1: Without a doubt, I continue to train every single day of my life. There's times that I'll sit in my, in my rocking chair and I'll think about if somebody comes into the room. If we're eating in a restaurant, I think about what ifs. I think about what if somebody comes in here, what would I do to protect my wife and beautiful children? Because at the end of the day, you have to be okay. You have to be okay with whatever your decisions are, and so does the security team. They need to be not only mentally training, but they need to be physically training in all aspects of of protection. As a police officer, we go through thousands of hours of training to protect citizens in the real world. And there's no difference here. We have to continuously train. They've made a, a promise to you all that you don't even know. I will continue to train regardless of cost out of my own pocket. They're willing to to tithe to their training. They're willing to do whatever it takes. The church is willing to, to back them 100%. The insurance company is willing to back them without a doubt. As long as they're training, that insurance company is going to protect this church.
0: Yes, yes. And us passing these buckets on Sunday morning paid for every one of them to do this training yesterday. They didn't, not, not any of them had to pay a cent thank out of you, their own Jesus. pocket. Thank
1: you Jesus, thank you Jesus. Hey, something else. Our typical class is around 50. Now we've done up to 500. But let me tell you what your security team did, especially uh, Mr. Tony. He filled his church. All that behind the scene work, he, he believes in this church so much, he believes in that team so much, that he filled this church up. I don't know who he had to talk to besides him up there, but he filled this church. 151. Christian protectors. The sheepdogs inside of your church. Man, I have been blessed just to know those fine young men and women. Blessed. They think I brought something to the table. They're wrong. They brought it to me. They brought it to
0: me. Why don't you tell a story? Which one? <laughs> why the the story of the young man that came into church. Oh, I love and, that story. And why it's so I important that, that they know what they're doing. Church, let me tell you
1: that that typically the person coming in to cause devastation in the church is a single male. Single male. So boys. And men in the room, I'm Get talking married. to you. Women are traditionally not the person. I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I'm saying that traditionally a male will come in late for church. Do you they hear that? Think,
0: late. Late. Oh. So if you walk in late, guys, you're going to be a suspect.
1: I, I'm not late because mama takes care of the kids. She's the one that gets to church late frustrated. Y'all, yeah, mamas are shaking your heads. I see who's in charge of the kids, dads. But they come in late to service because they think you're a victim. They think you guys are victims. They don't walk into a church wanting to find protectors. They don't want to find opposition to their devastation. Because the way the media plays it, they want to beat the last church shooter in numbers in the shortest amount of time. And they plan. So we have to plan more. We have to train harder. But this young man walks into the church and he's Asian. His race has nothing to do with this story. But his religion does. Because you remember, I don't know race. I don't know color. I don't know sex. I don't know demographics. I don't know social class. But this young Asian boy comes into church with a backpack. How many of y'all believe that you can hide a lot of stuff in a backpack? From crochet needles to bazooka launchers. Am I wrong? You can hide anything in a backpack. And this boy comes in, and they shake his hand. His hand's wet and sweaty. He comes in, and the church security group sits him in front of a Christian protector inside of that church. And they're watching him, and he's shaking. He's nervous. His forehead's sweating. Are you feeling me, church? Well, you got to get ready for what I'm about to tell you, because it's going to change your mind about everything that you believe in he reaches down into that backpack and the security guy that was sitting down motion for the guy standing up he comes over the top of him he starts to draw his pistol this is how scared they are and then they watch this young boy drag his Bible out of his backpack so he holsters his gun and and they go back and they sit back down and they're at ease that boy was so scared to be in church because he gave his life to Jesus, but his family was going to disown him. That's the world we live in. They Facebook-lived it. And he was afraid his mom and dad would see him on there. Not Christians following another false god. Reality would have told us that, he wouldn't, that his parents wouldn't have been watching him, but he was so scared that the devil was playing havoc on his brain. And what I want you to know is the devil has no power over you. You have to give him permission to come into your mind. If he can't come into your mind, he can't get into your heart. Jesus is in that heart on the cross for you. Let him stay there. Let him stay there. I rebuke the hand of the devil on your minds. He's not coming into our minds no more. We're not going to allow it. We're not weak. We're strong. We got his power in us.
0: And this is why we have to have training people who are trained. What could have happened to to that young
1: boy if they hadn't been trained, Dave? That
0: could have been shot. Could have been. An innocent
1: boy who gave his life to Jesus could have lost his life.
0: All right. Now, next month, we're going to take another step. Yes, sir. Tell, yes, us, a, sir. tell us about what we're doing. Yes, now.
1: sir. You know, how many of y'all shoot guns? <laughs> how many of y'all believe that there's safe ways to shoot guns? Amen. Thank you. Thank you for being safe. Strategos is going to come back to your church next month, and man, am I excited. I probably won't be here because we have a daughter who has two granddaughters of ours, and we're going to meet them in North Alabama and we're going to spoil those kids to death. So you're going to have another Christian warrior come down here. And he's going to teach your security team how to safely carry a gun in a crowded room. Are we crowded? Yeah. So if chaos ensues, they need to know how to do it safely. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. So we're going to show them exactly how to do it and we're going to train them to do it. We're going to show them the ins and outs of... The trade better than what we train a lot of our police officers worldwide. That's doing it for you. So you can come in here and worship and learn in peace. You can keep your babies in a safe haven. Because I'm going to tell you, this group that was up here is second to none. And they talked to me without a gun on. I felt safe enough in this room. I worship. I closed my eyes. God consume me today through that drummer and the young men and women playing over here, what talent they have. That is a ministry I can't do. But I'll tell you a ministry I can do. I can protect the flock. I can train Christian warriors how to protect the flock. My wife is a nurse. I can't do that. She's not only a nurse, she's a hospice nurse. I can't do that. Everywhere you're sitting is a ministry. Yes. If you take the plan that God has for your life, you can turn it into that ministry. Stop talking yourself out of what God's putting you into. Are you listening? Let me tell you, I'm not a public speaker. I am not a public speaker. That's my wife. I talk, but I'm not a public speaker. In the past, my hands would be sweating. My mouth would be so dry, the Sahara Desert would be giving me some water to drink. And I'm up here in front of you. I'm preaching messages back home when my pastor's gone. I'm traveling around the world speaking about church safety and church security teams. If you allow him to, he'll stretch your rubber band and he will use you you will disciple like no other. If you will open your heart up, Jesus will fill it. He will fulfill your life for you. He will show you the path to where you're going. Stop resisting it. Stop allowing Satan to dictate how your mind thinks. Stop allowing Satan into your minds and hearts. He doesn't belong there. What he doesn't know is, is this battle... Is already lost for him. God's already won it. Praise God for the things that we're going to see.
0: You know, the the very thing that keeps us from finding purpose is fear. I can think of two times in my life that I had great fear. One of them was when I surrendered to preach. Amen. I just, the thought of, Public speaking just petrified me, amen. and the second was when I ran for political office, oh, amen. and that petrified me too. And I stepped through the fear and found the purpose. And God has used both of those things to to enrich my life, and hopefully to enrich the lives of other people. We're going to ask our praise team to come back. We're going to have you got ask, to
1: tell a story. First. Oh yeah, you
0: got to tell a story. We're going to, and we're going to let, allow our uh, our prayer team to come and. He's going to share a story, and then we're going to open up. Church, can prayer. I
1: share something that, 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 is, that is a personal story of, of my wife and I? Can I tell you how the hand of God works? Can I show you through my testimony? My wife and I thought before we had that beautiful little angel for a year whether or not we were going to have her. We prayed about it, and we decided we were going to do it, that we were ready for our fifth child. Sometime in about 34 or 5 weeks, 5 weeks before she is full term, she woke up in the morning and she says, I don't feel good. Something's not right. The baby's not moving. We got dressed and, and we went straight to the hospital an hour away. They put all kinds of machines on her and they said, I'm going to tell you we're having a baby today. Now, we not have no baby today. I don't have a nursery done. I ain't ready. I got to think about this a minute. And I sat down and I'm shaking kind of like the story about the Asian and I'm sweating some more. Doctor comes in on the Saturday, same day and he says, Sonny, we have us a baby. <laughs> no, doctor, we're not. <laughs> Better get your cap and gown on. I ain't putting that on because we ain't have no baby. We got five more weeks. You told me that we're going to deliver on January 11th. God has different plans. And we had that beautiful baby. A few months after she was born, a month after she was born two months, three months, my wife corrects me. I hear it in my voice, in my ear. <laughs> she starts having seizures at night, and those seizures don't stop. Anybody have a family member that had seizures? It's scary it's the scariest thing in the world to me and she continued having seizures and we took her to the hospital you know what the doctor told me? that's normal baby that's normal baby behavior what kind of baby you got? <laughs> her and I consulted we prayed she may not have known how much I prayed but I was praying I was praying hard and we took her to, to St. Louis Children's Hospital. If you haven't been there, it's second to none. They take care of people. But what the little, uh, the little lady behind the desk, she said, well, it takes time to get an appointment here. God laid his hand on that girl and caused a seizure. I know he did. She grabs that baby up and zoom, we went to the top, to the neurology floor. Don't, don't, don't ever underestimate the, the power of your God they did hundreds of thousands of dollars of tests. They, in fact, I don't think the space shuttle has as much wires coming off of, of it as, as she did her head. And they diagnosed her after hundreds of thousands of dollars of tests with a rare genetic disorder that only 500 kids in the world have had. It was called N-K-H. And, and it's a word from our, our guy right here to about right here. So I'm going to tell you it's N-K-H. My wife can pronounce it. I cannot. My daughter's eight years old. And she wasn't supposed to live until she was six. Six was uh, the oldest baby with her disorder. God, what do we do? They had her on so much medication that baby alive that you see in Walmart shelf has more emotions than she did. We went several months and we decided we were going to start weaning her off of those medicines to get our baby back. And it wasn't without prayer. And we went probably six months without any medication and she was a baby. And she gets an email from our doctor, Dr. Nico. And Dr. Nico says, how's the baby doing? Good, hadn't had a seizure in six months, off all medications and he... He tells us we better get our hind tails up to St. Louis Children's, and I'm pretty sure he already called the cops on us. Not really, but I, if, if I was him, I would have, because it's against the law. It's medical abuse. So we took that trip back up there, and they wired her back up. They did all of the tests over again. The geneticist looked me eye to eye and says, I can't explain it to you medically. You can't, but I can. Doctor Nico, he's like, I can't explain it. I said it was God. God laid His hand on my baby for a reason. My wife and I were starting to fall away. We weren't as faithful as we should have been, and He knew. He knew that miracle solidified my deal. There's nothing wrong with that little girl because of the hand of God yes how many of you are going through that storm how many of y'all need to lift up how many of y'all feel the presence of God in this room today if you're going through that storm if that mountain seems too tall if the doors keep shutting or the valley seems too dark come up here and let this praise and worship team and these prayer warriors pray with you I know there's somebody here I feel
0: it come on prayer warriors
1: I feel it there's somebody in this room right now that's hurting they're scared but let me tell you God doesn't promise us the next minute let alone the next day don't wait to stamp the devil and his fear out of your mind, come up here and get rid of that weight. Don't allow Satan to dictate how you're going to live because we serve a high and powerful God. Let us lift you up through prayer in the masses. Let us stamp him out with you.
0: Yes.